Hello, welcome to another episode of the Endeavor Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Breitkopf, and today I've got uh, another special episode for you. I've got a conversation uh, between two college counselors who've worked with, the, with Endeavor quite a few times. Uh, I've interviewed both of them on the podcast before, Ariella Reidenberg and Harpreet Singh, and they had a conversation about using the summer to build your personal narrative for the college application process. So this uh, is an episode geared towards uh, high school sophomores and juniors, uh, especially now that it's spring, uh, their parents and their educators and college counselors. So if you're a, a teacher, you can, this is a great podcast for you too to advise students um, about how to handle summer. So with uh, no further ado, I'd like to uh, pass it over to Ariella and Harpreet uh, and their great conversation. Hi, welcome back. I'm Ariella. And I'm Harpreet. And we're here with Endeavor to talk about building your narrative over the summer. Because mm-hmm. building your narrative is something that we are stressing as part of this idea that when you hand your application to college, you're not saying, oh, I'm a complex human being with lots of interests. Because surprise, surprise, everyone is a complex human being with lots of interests. But if you go, hey, I'm that weird theater kid, they'll be like, oh, that weird theater kid. And by saying that, obviously you know which one I am. So. Uh, let's start with, cause let's start with you because you're you're not quite so weird, and so we can, we <laughs> let give them a chance to breathe, right? Mm-hmm. We'll ease them into the weirdness. So, what was your narrative when you were applying to college? So, like, when I was applying to college, I actually didn't know what a personal narrative was at all, but it just happened to be that I strung together a lot of stuff that happened to f- like create a narrative unconsciously. Um, so for me, it was. Being that person that played sports throughout the year, as well as playing like specifically cello or like playing in orchestra, specifically a cello, um, and like that narrative was furthered um, by the summer between my junior and senior year, especially because like all I did that summer was either go to football practice or besides like some reading was play my cello, which sounds like a depressing summer, but it was actually really fun since I was actually, I, I really liked it. No, I, really I know. Liked... I, I didn't think it was depressing until you said that. And then I was like, wow, wake up. What is it like? Eight hours a day? Yeah. No, eight like... hours a day of football practice. And then how many hours a day did you do for cello? Probably like one or two. I mean, like That's some. crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's it was a... like Ugh. dedication. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but it sounded like now that I'm thinking about it, it sounded weird, but it's like it's what I like to do and like that should be what your narrative is like something you like to do as well as something you would want to dedicate your time to so like now that like my activities have changed like I don't play football anymore and though I want to play cello again I don't have one at the moment um but like I'm like wow the things I do now are completely different and that's okay yeah that's okay like your activities will constantly you as a person will constantly evolve um so yeah if you're if your narrative right now if you look at your extracurriculars and you're like oh man I'm totally the gymnastics kid, right? I'm on the gymnastics team. I do this kind of club. I'm the president of this, like, acrobatic, whatchamacallit. I really mm-hmm. should talk about things that I know about instead <laughs> of just BSing with this. Okay. But let you know what? I said it. Let's go for it. So imagine that's your resume right now, right? And you have all of these things. Does that mean you have to be a gymnast in college? No, it doesn't. Not no. at all. Not at all. You could totally change your mind when you get there. The whole idea is that right now you're in this spot where you're pushing yourself for like put everything down on paper focus on my gpa get into college and then when i get into college i can think about all of that later and now is the time where we're kind of saying hey 
maybe figure out a little bit of what your narrative is because, for example, if you happen to be that gymnastics kid, you can totally change your mind in college, but there's probably a reason that you're the gymnastics kid. Yeah. There's probably a reason that eight of eight hours a day you're doing one activity. You probably mm-hmm. really enjoy it. Now, that thing that you really enjoy might not be what you want to do later, but there's a part of, like, for example, for you, there was cello and there was football. Like, what aspects of that have you brought into your life now? Or, like, what aspects of that, like, was it, like, the team community that you're mm-hmm. like, I really just wanted to be a part of a team and that's what I love doing? Like, what kind of... Yeah, no, actually, you hit it spot on, like, um... Like, that other thing about it, like, I could care less about football. I think what it was is, like, <laughs> um, literally, like, the team. Like, they were the people I spent the most time with because, like, in the summer we would spend, like, a f- like we would basically be working full-time together. And then when it was, like, football season while school, like, um, I think I remember calculating it. But, like, football would take up 24 hours, which means, like, we would have, like, a six-day week instead of a seven-day week because, like, one full day will be dedicated to playing football, mm-hmm. um, which was intense. Um but yeah, like it was more so like I realized I didn't like care for football as much now. But what really got me was like going with the team because my best friends like we all played football from seventh grade up to twelfth grade, um, and I was like I think that was the re- main right, reason right. why I like stuck through with it because I really enjoyed it and like it didn't matter what activity I did, like what kind of conditionings we had to do, what kind of lifting we had to do because like, we were all in it together. Well, We're really, by <laughs> the funny thing is, like, I don't, I've never even watched High School Musical. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have. Um, and speaking of theater, <laughs> here I am. Um, yeah, in case you can't tell, like I, I say this a lot, but in case you can't tell by the everything about me, um, I'm a theater person, and that was definitely my narrative. So I went to this place called Long Lake Camp for the Performing Arts, which is a fantastic, wonderful haven where you can be whatever you want to be, and it's beautiful. It's the utopia for the weirdos and the outcasts. And so I went there, and I was, believe it or not, I went there, I started when I was like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I was shy. Wait, so you went there every single summer? For I time? went there every single summer since I was 10 years old, 10 to 16. So, wow. um, well, no, that can't be right. I must have been nine when I went first because I went for seven summers. Damn. Yeah, and I was a shy person when I first went there. You see what happens? You're um, not shy yeah, anymore. <laughs> I'm definitely not shy anymore, but I started <laughs> off shy, and it's not like not a thing like shy people are awesome and introverts mm-hmm. are awesome, and I always kind of talk about it like we're different species but we're not and it's just like I wanted to be very confident and very extroverted and outgoing and I didn't have the confidence to do so and then I went to Long Lake and people were like oh you're very talented and I was like oh my god thank you and I would do the typical thing that I was conditioned to do which is like oh like thanks I didn't even like try that hard like I didn't really even like blah, blah, blah. and people oh, were like yeah. shut up <laughs> you're that person stop people because <laughs> that's what you're told to do you're told mm-hmm. someone compliments you're supposed to say no or apologize mm-hmm. or something where you didn't do it like, on purpose and you reject the compliment exactly and I was it was very difficult to just go thank you and it's really hard to do <laughs> and I, I have people in my life where I still I'll give them a compliment and they'll start and I just go shh 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 <laughs> I actually think you've done that to I me ha- <laughs> I go shh I go practice with ready Thank you. <laughs> Just say thank you. And then, like, a whole world opens up. So, like, I have that theater camp to thank me to. So, to, to thank. And plus, I did a lot of shows there. I did, I think I did 36 shows? At, at that camp. Seven, throughout, throughout the, like, seven the seven summers, I think I did 36 shows. Wow. I counted it once, and it's 30 something shows. So, it was like five a summer, basically, or like a little bit more? 
Like, give or take, and I'm also not just concluding musicals, I'm musicals, plays, uh, skits, circus performances, improv, there was a fight, there was a fight choreo team, we called it, like, a fight club. Oh, um, my God. Rule number one, of course, <laughs> was not to talk about it, so sorry, guys, you can shoot me, it's fine. Um, but, yeah, at that theater camp, I did circus, I did actually, I did a lot of poetry there, too, that's when I started <laughs> blossoming into the young poet that I now am. <laughs> and... You sure about that? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We're all fine. We're all friends here. No judgment, please. Cool. Anyway, so my narrative was definitely like, I did all of this theater, and I did all of this circus, and then my college essay was a poem about how I did um, Spanish Web, which was a, an act in circus where it was a big, giant rope, and you climbed it, and you put your hand in the loop, and then you like this, and they spin you around, and it's so fun. Oh, my God, I miss it so much. And... Um, so I did circus, and I wrote about that for my college essay as a poem. Mm-hmm. And you know, colleges saw that and went, "This is the weird circus kid," you know, or "This mm-hmm. is the weird theater kid," because everything about that was tying into my narrative. So that's what I did every summer. And then after I was sixteen, I was like, "Oh no, I can't. I'm too old to go there. Like, what do I do now?" Oh, no. And I had like free summers for the first time in my life. So after that, it was kind of like, "Okay, I have all this theater stuff. I should probably do." theater things to continue but mm-hmm. it was really hard for me because I couldn't really find theater things my sister however was a pro in it because she also went to the same performing arts camp mm-hmm. she was more of a dancer and like way better than me at everything and so she ended up performing uh, with Playland Playland is a amusement park that is near my house uh, in Rye New York in Westchester and Playland had these performances and my sister was a dancer with the shows there yep. and so she furthered her narrative by going forward and every summer performing in that same thing after she left Long Lake, which mm-hmm. is super cool. Uh, I did not do that. <laughs> I went to Costa Rica because I really wanted to use my Spanish, and I um, and I like volunteered on some like soup kitchen stuff, and like did a lot of. I think I, yeah, I just did a lot of volunteering. Ooh, I worked at a pet shelter. I, shelters kind of thing is what mm-hmm. I did a lot. So uh, like building things. Like I remember in Costa Rica, I uh, helped to rebuild a school that had been damaged and uh, built like a f- trail in the rainforest and a bridge. So things like that, and it was super cool. But I got to tell you, that's going to be on a lot of kids' resumes. A lot mm-hmm. of kids are going to be like, I went on this mission trip, or I did this, blah, blah, blah. So like, when you, if you do that stuff, obviously put it on your resume. Don't leave it out. But make sure it kind of shows who you are rather than just, oh, and look, I'm a good mm-hmm. person. You know, For me, it was like, I really want to do it for the Spanish culture. And I really wanted to do it because I liked working with my hands. I liked building. I liked doing all of that stuff. Exactly. And that, like, tied into the craftsmanship of everything else I did and the altruism of, you know, kind of, like, working and doing volunteer work tied in to the rest of my stuff, too, because I really wanted to do social justice theater. And Mm -hmm. so, for me, it it was, like, a big blobby mess that, obviously, I I don't do a lot of that stuff anymore, Mm -hmm. but all of the things that made me want to do that are still here. Yep, exactly. And that's, I guess that's the that's point we're probably trying to make is that it doesn't matter if your activities now are not what you want to do later. That's not what we mean by narrative. By narrative, we just mean you want one thing about you where colleges can pick up this piece of paper and say, the blank kid, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for example, my little brother, like I'm pretty sure he's a junior right now, but I'm pretty sure when he's applying, he'll be the speech kid. So he's really into like speech, like not debate, but like specifically speech. And he's like really adamant about that too. It's really funny. He's like, no, I don't do debate. I do speech. And I'm like, okay, okay, speech it is. Um, but yeah, like he's like captain of the speech team. Um, 
he like literally if it's not if he's not doing homework he's like editing his speeches to perform at speech tournaments like i think he's actually at one right now this very second oh damn um, yeah like they literally like, like left school early to go to a speech tournament i was like okay but make sure you raise her speech tournament mm-hmm. that's not like like presidential speeches kind of thing like the state of the union that's like so it could be so like there are like different events within speeches and like I don't want to go too into details, like for the sake of time. I guess so. Um, but like, like yeah, I'm just like curious. no, yeah, like there are some that are like oratories. So he's done oratories, which are like mm-hmm. literally like a ten-minute speech about like politics. Um, and then there are some where like it's more so based on like speaking skills or like presentation skills, for lack of better words. Peter Piper picked a peck of pick a <laughs> Sure. So like talk about summer. Um, he actually got a job teaching at a speech camp. For this summer. Oh my god, there you go. Mm-hmm. So he's got his narrative down. Yep. And, like, and I it's don't clearly think... compelling enough that I was able to be like, wait, what do you mean speech? Mm-hmm. Like not, because we all heard of speech and debate, but that was something that you were like, oh, it's actually so cool, mm-hmm. blah, blah, If I'm sure when your brother gets interviewed, yeah. he's going to be like, oh, like, actually I'm really adamant about it, this, 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 and just have plenty of material to talk about, which is another thing. You really want your narrative to be strong because that's what you're going to be talking about during your interview. Yep, exactly. So that's so, yeah. cool. Yep, That's like awesome. he's the speech kid. The like. speech kid. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that is all the time we have for today. Mm-hmm. But thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time, kids. Well, that was a great conversation. Thank you so much, Ariella. Uh, and thank you as well, Harpreet. Uh, I, I learned a lot about your stories and, and uh, how you handled summer. I mean, when I was in high school many years ago... I, when summer came around, you just got a summer job or, you know, I worked as a camp counselor. So I really didn't have a summertime narrative. And I think that was to my disadvantage when I was applying to college. It's especially important today with so many more students applying to college, so uh, much higher numbers of students applying overall and lower acceptance rates because of that to build your narrative so effectively and, and really think about how to use your summer wisely. So Ariella, Harpreet, thank you so much for that. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, uh, please remember to like and share the episode on whatever podcast listening platform you use, whether it's the podcast app in iTunes and, or iTunes uh, on the iPhone and, or a Mac, whether it's uh, one like uh, Overcast, which is one of my favorites, or you listen on an Android phone in the podcast's apps there, or on the Anchor platform where we host these episodes. Uh, Share and like, and uh, please subscribe. That way you get episodes right away. As always, you can uh, ask a question, leave a comment uh, at EndeavorPod on Twitter, and uh, you can leave a comment or review on iTunes. Thank you so much, and as always, let's keep learning.